Dude, I cannot stop shitting blood. Would you please, one of you guys, pick up, pick up right now. Please tell me. I cannot stop shitting blood. Would you please, one of you guys, one of you guys, I don't care. D, Lance, pick up right now because I really need to stop shitting blood. Please tell me what I got to do to stop shitting blood. Tell me what I got to do. Hello, pick up, pick up. Hello, you hear? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. <laughs> What's up there, Wackerly? Nothing. You I moved um, this week and it sucked. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Did you uh, move into the new, the new pad? Yes. Where are you pad. living these days? Still in Oakland? I'm living in Halamita. <laughs> Halamita. Halamita. Yeah, it's a suburb. Is it a suburb or is it its own island? I thought it was like it's an, an island. island. It's an island protected from Oakland by tunnels. <laughs> so are black people allowed to go to Alameda, or do they stop? At like, a- uh, Interesting you mentioned that. Uh, Alameda actually has a higher diversity quotient than uh, most cities around here. Not than, not more. Di- it's about the same as San Francisco. Not as much as Oakland, though. Oh, I didn't know that. I, yeah. I didn't realize. There's what, some measurement. They like, they call the IQV or something. Are there more Mexicans in Alameda? Mostly than a lot of Asian people, but... Um, you know, uh, comparable amounts of blacks and Asians, uh, and then, you know, multiracial people as San Francisco. So, uh, how did the move go? Did you hire movers? Yeah. Did you go to Home Depot and just pay a few Mexicans? 20 no, bucks a piece? no, no. I got a couple of gang banging black guys. Oh, you got a, fi- oh, okay. So, and they didn't steal your television set? Have you seen my television set? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this shit is stepped on. <laughs> Well, you ain't got shit. <laughs> you ain't got shit I want to steal. Yeah. Damn. Actually, you know what? It's funny. One of them did say that. He's like, this is all you got? I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if this is funny or amusing, but it kind of amused me. Uh, he goes, you live alone? And I was like, yeah, I live alone. I used to live with my girlfriend, but she moved out a long time ago. And he goes, you the cleanest man I ever see. <laughs> It's like okay, is that, is that a compliment? Gay? Is, yeah, that, is gay? that is that gay? Is that a compliment? I, I don't I don't know where he's going with that. You're at the age now where it's like I'm not going to ask my friends, make my friends help me move, because I would have just said no. Well, no, you know why? Even if I, even if you guys said You're like, yes, I'm going to hire movers. You guys are fucking lazy and slow as shit. <laughs> like I was paying to have it done, you know, start at nine thirty, done by noon. If I would have fucking asked you guys, we would have been there at four p.m. Still moving that well, shit. First of all, and it was I, like the hottest day of the dude, year. I wouldn't even been at your house till four p.m. Right. And, and like, I would have oh, been drunk. I got stuck in traffic. <laughs> Like, you no would have traffic. called me and been like, where are you? Oh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting moving? off the exit. And you would have been like just getting in the shower, <laughs> putting your socks on. 
That's why I didn't ask my friends. Not because I'm a nice guy and like, oh, I don't want to burden people. It's because you guys suck. You're lazy. You're weak. You can't lift shit. <laughs> well, you know, I, I wouldn't have been able to help you anyway on Saturday because I had already committed myself to going to the Lusty Lady Party at the Lexington Club. Really? Have you ever, been, have you ever heard of Lexington Club? No. It's, it you sounds know, they're, they're seedy. No, it's not actually seated at all. Is it's it a, a gay bar? It's a lesbian bar. Oh, Jesus. And you know, there aren't that many lesbian bars. There aren't like, that many lesbians in San Francisco. They're yeah, all maybe, in uh, Rockridge. Yeah, maybe in like, oh, are there that many lesbian bars? No. Do lesbians a, like to go to bars? That's, that's what I asked my brother. I, asked my, I was like, well, how come there aren't that many lesbian bars? Because lesbians don't drink as much as gay dudes. That's probably true. But there are, there, there are way more lesbians in Oakland than there are in San Francisco. This bar was packed. Well, because you and know, if there's only one bar, then they're all going to be there. I, th- I think there's, I think there's several, but I know this bar is a popular, popular. How one many Subaru Foresters were were parked outside? Oh, there were many, <laughs> and there were a lot of just like there were a lot of girls that were just hyper masculine. Like you look at them, you're like, okay, you're just you're, you're more of a dude than me. Mm. You just don't have any balls. Yeah, but uh, yeah, to each their own. But, but there, I don't were, I mean, there them. were some hot chicks in there too, and and the, the lusty lady strippers were doing a benefit for their uh, their gay pride parade float or something. Is the lusty lady a lesbian friendly strip club? I've never I think I've never been them, in there. I think so. most of them are lesbians that work there because they are hideous. I mean, there's a couple hot ones like uh, Holly, but, but when Holly you go, works there. But uh, when my you friend go, Jenny works there. But when you go in there, do you think the other clientele do you, does there seem to be? An inordinate amount of lesbians, more so than in, you would expect I, I, in another strip club. I don't think that many. You, you mean customers, like female customers that go there? Or are yeah, you talking what about the dancers? Say? No, no, patrons. Oh, patrons. Now there aren't that many lesbians that go into Lusty Lady. Yeah, I'm sure there's a few, but the girls that work there are so obviously lesbian that uh-huh. I mean, you'd you'd have to you'd, you'd have to have never met a lesbian to not know that they're a lesbian. The big bushes, is that huge bush, massive bush. <laughs> but I like the big bush, so maybe I yeah. Would but get these into it. these are just these are evil, scary bushes. These are the kind of bushes that would frighten you. It's like a 1970s nightmare in their pants. You'd be surprised. I don't know, dude. Down the thigh. And it's <laughs> okay. not a small thigh. It's a big thigh with lots of creases. Still? Sweaty thigh covered Sweaty? in pubes. The only thing I didn't like in that sentence was creases. <laughs> but there were, there, were, there were some strippers of Lusty Lady. It must be like 250 pounds. And the lesbians okay, were loving it. They were ridiculous. loving it. Yeah, I don't know. But so the strippers from the Lusty Lady were at the Lexington Club. Doing their and fundraising for their float. Were and they was go-go packed. dancing or were they naked? Go-go dancing. But uh, they, yeah, they were barely covered. They'd show, they'd flash a little nip and the mm-hmm. lesbians get a little crazy. Yeah. I'm kind of over the but nip. Dude, I'm kind of over the nip as it's a sexual stimulation visual. It's weird because I haven't been just, it's been a while since I've been a full-on, I think I've only been maybe in a full-on lesbian like dyke bar maybe once or twice. And Where? It's, I don't it's, think I've ever been. In Chicago, is that one called? Uh, I think it's called Charlie's. It's like a country western dyke bar. I went uh-huh. with my brother, uh-huh. but but it's a weird experience because you're sitting there, you're looking around, and you're like, all these girls scissor each other. It's, it's just hard not to think about that. Like all these girls are probably going to eat each other out tonight. There's going to be some hot lesbian sixty nine action at two fifteen a.m. Yeah, probably. And How many other it's men are there? It's hard not to think. There maybe I think I saw two other dudes. Did you feel like persona non grata? No, a little bit, just, cause, just because I had to wait like 20 minutes to get a drink. Yet yeah, Holly walked up to the bar and got one in like two minutes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it didn't matter because I was still just checking out all the lesbians. Thinking about all the hot lesbian action. You, you can't not it's think about it. in your mind. 
I was just thinking, I was just like, you know what? I bet you if the music stopped and they shut the door, or if there was like an earthquake and we were trapped in here, mm-hmm. all these chicks would just start diking it up. I don't and know. I'd be I, standing there. I, I know a lot of lesbians, and I just, I don't, it doesn't come to my mind. Well, <laughs> I, around I, I, well, I guess I'm, if you know them, it's different. I mean, I'm not saying they're all attractive, because these were San Francisco dykes. Uh huh. And a lot of people have this misconception, especially I'm sure our younger listeners who are used to looking at lesbians, you know, in porn. Yeah, the real lesbians know, do not know, look like you know that. What? I think that when we were growing up, we thought that, but I think kids today are a little more savvy. I, you know, I'm I'm sure they are, but I, but I'm thinking people in the Midwest are well. No, I guess they all have this. They, they all the have mid- that eighth grade yeah. gym teacher. Even in, They've even seen in it. the Midwest, I think they just <laughs> understand. We were but stupider back then. There were that. several like lipstick lesbians, like the hot chick, you know, that is uh-huh. with the fucking chick that looks like a dude uh-huh like with like the bull dyke looking chick and so right. anyway, i mean it was like there's some girls to look at but yeah most of them i would say majority you really didn't want to see having sex but i was just thinking the idea i was fascinated again, by don't the put idea words in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> i watch a lot of people having sex so anyway i ended up getting uh, quite wasted that night came home what were you drinking at the lesbian bar uh, i was drinking whiskey Shots of whiskey and beer. Yeah, you don't want to be out drank, outclassed by the lesbians. You got to drink whiskey. Well, I didn't want to be like, you know, I'll take a vodka soda because yeah. I was trying you to look tough. Be, you know, I mean, I was I a dude. A... I was one of the only dudes in there. I had to look like a dude. Can I have a Cosmo up, <laughs> please? <laughs> no, I was drinking uh, beer and a lot of the lesbians just were drinking Paps. It was a popular drink mm-hmm. at the right. Lexington. Yeah. So I don't know. We were, we were hanging out over there. It was, it was kind of a fun night. I ended up getting uh, quite, quite intoxicated. Came back. And uh, I think it was actually one of those nights where I think I just passed out, maybe even during the act of intercourse. I'm not quite sure. But regardless, I ended up passing out. You are a Casanova of the podcraft world. Oh, yeah. I'm a, Cas- <laughs> a, a Casanova that passes out all the time during the act of intercourse. Snoranova. Oh, yeah. Snoranova. Yeah. But I might have, it was one of those nights where I passed out. All right. I was masturbating, passed out <laughs> while I was jerking even off. Better. Were you on the toilet, as we've heard of before? you quit revealing the truth behind my stories, Waggerly? But I'm um, just peeling back the layers of truth. Right. But anyway, no, I, I, I ended up passing bottom? out. I was sleeping for a good few hours. And even in my drunken sleep, my drunken uh, slumber, mm. I was awoken by the sounds of really loud sexual intercourse coming from outside my building. Outside your building? The sound of some... Uh, the, the horrid sounds of lovemaking... Woke me up from my drunken slumber. Think how loud that has to be. Is this the legendary, or, or the, um, legendary is not the word, the, uh, whatever. Uh, was this crack, pa- crack smoking people, street people having sex that everybody dreads observing? Well, no, as a matter of fact, it's a, you know, I've heard them having sex before. And it's a new couple that I, I couldn't tell if they lived in my building. So the way my building, the sick and wrong studio works, people, my building here, <laughs> I, my, my view is of the parking garage behind the building. Isn't there a daycare center on the top of one of those buildings back there? I think it's a, a residential hotel. Oh. I don't know if you call that daycare center these days. I thought days. there were like slides and stuff up there. It's for the homeless people. <laughs> they like to <laughs> they slide. Live, they pay weekly rates for their rooms. <laughs> But it looks right on a, a weekly rate hotel, and you hear a lot of weird noises come from there. Yeah. And there's a lot of these residential hotels throughout the Tenderloin, and I'm sure a lot of hookers are murdered on a daily basis in these hotels. A lot Sometimes of crack girl, probably girlfriends smoked. are pushed out of windows, as, as we heard about. As a matter of fact, I live next door to a vociferous crackhead. Yeah. 
Yeah, very vocal. Right. Uh, beats his wife on a regular basis. Uh, uh, screams. Girlfriend. I don't know. Girl, whatever, whatever she is. Yeah, I don't know. Miscellaneous uh, relationship to him. I'm going to put a ring on your finger and settle down. I'm surprised people. I mean, you could hear him now watching. He used to like watch one of three movies. It was either uh, Life of Brian. Remember yeah, that? Remember Platoon. That. It was a Platoon or um, the third one was Titanic. And, <laughs> yeah, because uh, you'd hear the warbling vocals of celine dion yeah i think he's moved on though now too I, i'm not quite sure I'd, li- I'd really like to find out what uh you know how he connects with the movie titanic because you know there's just something about it that just really hits him right in the heart that's why he keeps watching it remember i mean we, i can understand why you watch the life of, of brian Lost Lost or, or something i'm not, I'm not something sure. like that or like some girl that got away and he watches it and just likes to see her drown. Or I guess the woman doesn't drown. I yeah, think she's the only survivor. Right? He watches Goodfellas a lot because Goodfellas is always on TV. Well, so I, I hear that one coming that out movie. a lot. But Maybe anyway, so he wasn't the one that was having loud intercourse. No, he they, can't. He can't. There was get no it. loud running coming from the crackheads. He crack can't get it apartment. up with all the crackheads. Yeah, his ones. apartment. There was no loud running coming. It was from someone else, and uh, I knew who it was because they had because i had heard them about a week before and i went to go throw out my garbage mm-hmm. and uh the garbage is in the basement right and all the noise was coming out of the laundry room and i don't know if you recall but you remember when we uh, discussed this is a few shows back there was a regular commune down there before right my landlord is uh, used to volunteer at a tenderloin housing shelter uh-huh. for runaway youth yeah and he allowed runaway youth to move into my building he yeah. converted our laundry room and with like he put six bunk beds in the laundry room and allowed runaway youth to live in the uh, laundry room. And I have never understood till you told me before the show. He actually, there's no more laundry. Was there laundry there before that you guys? Can't yeah, use we used anymore? to have three washers and three dryers <laughs> that we could use any hour that you wanted to. But now we can't. No longer. No, because we have and, and just runaway so youth. And just so I'm clear, you can't give the laundry to the crackhead or the the, the runaway youth. They don't clean it for you. They would probably sell it. <laughs> No, they're, they're street urchins. Right. They're street. They're cretins. Yes. So these cretins that live down there. So anyway, everyone in the uh, you know obviously everyone in the building was quite upset about this and mm-hmm. discussed it with the landlord. But and nobody's th- going to do anything about it. No, people complain. I think eventually they they left because for a good six months, Just people no one, they, left. Yeah, right. I mean, there's no one living in the laundry room. Yeah. Up until a week ago. And this is when I first heard this loud sex. And this sex is so loud. Like, I've heard, I've lived in apartments, I've had roommates, I've heard other people fuck before. And it is probably, single-handedly, one of the most depressing sounds when you're not getting laid. Yeah, that's true. It's, I mean, it's just like this constant reminder, it's like a dagger that's just, you're sticking into your penis. Right. You're but just it's like, you, all right. But I'm, because most people are, are just not good at sex, it's usually over in two minutes, and you're just like, all right, whatever. Yeah, but have you ever had the roommate that's fucking for like two hours, and you're like, great. No. No. I'm going to sit here and listen to this. These people the other night, they woke me up like around 3.30. I was like, what, what is this? I started having a dream of seals being clubbed <laughs> to death. And then I wake up and it's actually this girl screaming out loud. I have a sound bite. I recorded it with your microphone. All right. <laughs> We're going to play in a second. But anyway, I woke up. I was like, God, that's so loud. Three hours they went for. See, that's odd. And what I Three just, hours. I go back and what I just said. I did used to live downstairs from two gay dudes and they would have like three-hour lovemaking sessions. But that makes sense, right? Because one guy gets it up, blows his load, then they switch positions, and then once that's done, then they you know can just keep switching back and forth. But this dude, the urchin, or whatever, what would you call him, a cretin who lives in the basement? He must just be a stallion. 
Or he's on he some must kind be. Of drugs? I mean, he seriously. But you or know, is he one of those guys that'll eat a chick out for two hours? That's which, what that's I think annoying. it is. He eats a chick out for oh two hours, God, and dude. she's just screaming. Girl, grow a sack. You know what I thought at first? I was like, God, this guy must just be a total stud. I mean, he's making her screech at the top of her lungs, yeah. bark like a seal. No. He must he's be just, eating her out for three hours. But then I saw them. I saw them when I threw out my garbage. Not mm. in the act of love making. I saw them leaving the building, and I looked at them. They're like gutter punks that you would see in on Telegraph Road in Berkeley or on Haight Street. Right. Uh, she has a shaved head, and they mm. wear like uh, the same dirty jean jacket with spikes and shitty patches of punk bands you never heard of. You mean like they each use one sleeve, or they have matching sets? <laughs> no, they 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 both wore the same kind of those gross jean jackets that they've right. never washed. And it's just like these gutter I was, punks, I was but making, they're kids. I was making a joke. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're kids, and so you know what it is. You know they they exaggerate. It's all about exaggeration of sex. It's like they they want to have heightened passion to impress the other because they, they haven't had sex. They're sexually inexperienced. They are being the life that they want. They're acting and becoming the life that they want to be. Or something. But you know, it's, it's like someone that. who's overacting. It's histrionics for the sake of like turning their partner on. Little do they know it doesn't matter. By the time they're twenty five, they're like, yeah, I don't really care. Yeah, <laughs> about turning her on. So anyway, let me play a little bit of this clip so you can hear. I'm not even exaggerating how loud this is. All I do is I took Wackley's microphone and I stood by the window and smoked a cigarette and recorded this. You didn't have the microphone like up to their heads. <laughs> you didn't go that Did, far. I'm on the third story. So They're this down being, three stories this down from me. reflected off the buildings nearby from three stories down up to your window. And Ridiculously loud. It, it has loud. not been amplified in any way. It's, it's, the same, so, it's the same microphone that I'm speaking into right now. Yes. And I was just holding it right at my window, three floors up, and it not only bothered me, woke me up, it woke the crackhead up because the crackhead oh, gets really upset. Does the crackhead make a cameo appearance? Oh, he gets really mad. Oh, no. He gets really mad. All right. I think we've set the stage. So let's, let, let's play this little clip here. And, uh, you know, I'm going to play the rest of it. We'll play the rest of it later. But here, here we go. Doesn't he get pissed off? Yeah, I know. But, but how loud is that chick? How vocal? I think I I understand what you're saying. It doesn't seem exactly genuine. It's exaggerated. But I mean, have you? Could you imagine if that was your sex partner? Because you don't hear the dude. If I was with a girl that loud, I'd be like, "Would you shut well, shut the hell up?" And we established that his face is buried in her muff, and her her thighs are covering his ears. I still would be like, you know, putting my hand over her mouth, or just like, "Come on, I have neighbors." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're not, you're not, I'm considerate. You're not a free spirit man living the dream in the laundry room. So that was Saturday night when they woke you're me up. You're the man. It, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm the man that passes out in the toilet when he masturbates. Well, the man um, does that. <laughs> but anyway, that was Saturday night when he's drunken up. When I was drunk and woke me up. Sunday night, same occurrence. I didn't mm-hmm. record it, though, but it still woke me up. Kept me up like three hours. And so that day, Monday, I was at work. I was like, I need to do something about this. But how, what do you do? Do you? Oh, confront I know the what people? you do. I know what you oh, do. Oh, you know what I, I, I do. I think I know what's coming. <laughs> Did I you know unleash D. Simon, letter writer of rage? 
the D. Simon Scribe <laughs> screed. came to the forefront. You, you yep. produce I, a screed. I produce a screed. Can I, now let against, me just can, uh, I, can, sex. I, can I preface this? The I don't know if it's the it can't be the last screed I remember, but the most memorable screed and maybe the first screed was when. I don't want to draw this out too much. It almost warrants its own intro, but was when you were told that you could not practice in the University of Michigan diving pool unless you were on the diving team. They wouldn't let me be the synchronous. They wouldn't let me be a part of the synchronized swimming team. But wasn't there also an issue with diving off the high dive diving board? Yeah, I wanted I wanted to dive off the high dive. So I remember that was one of the first things that you gave me to proofread was that screed about why that was a travesty and an injustice. Yep, I was I was quite upset about this. And but, you, know, uh, you and, wondered how ever anybody would ever learn to be a great champion diver without. And being, I think you accused them of being, being anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> but you and know, that was why there's no great Jewish high divers, <laughs> uh, and they, you know they were basically Hitler. But since that that I don't know, one of my first screeds there, that was probably I've written 15 years sundry ago. screeds yeah. usually against the DMV for parking <laughs> tickets. Who are always being accused of being anti-Semitic. Yeah, well. Because they, you know, they target it on my vehicle. But this one I decided to um, write a screed directed at the uh, two Cretans that live in the laundry room. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Mm. So Maybe usually I'll, you're I'll writing a link them, to it. They're, they're, your ire is directed to our persons of authority, but now it's, it's somebody who both literally and socially are beneath you. I don't say they're beneath me. <laughs> But they don't pay rent in the building. That's okay. what you're saying. Well, okay, just literally, they, they do live beneath you. So a couple choice lines here. Dear laundry room residents, while you may not be aware of this, you engage in the loudest sexual intercourse I've ever had the misfortune of hearing. A few adjectives that immediately come to mind to describe the sounds of your physical congress are shrill, obnoxious, rude, inconsiderate, and nauseating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to withhold my comments till the end. The key differences between a resident of this building and a resident of the laundry room at this building is that the former pays a monthly rent and possesses a legally binding lease with the property owner. You do not have either of those. Therefore, if I have to listen to you rut for three more fucking hours, three hours, one more fucking time, I'll have no choice but to discuss this occurrence with the landlord and request your swift and permanent eviction. So far, so good. I'm really hoping this will be a last resort. Rather, you'll choose to modify your behavior in one of the three following ways. Oh, a list. <laughs> one, not a li- have... <laughs> is a list a key component of most screeds? Is it, it's kind of hard to really get a good screed Without at least completed, three without, bullet points. Without some bullet points. You or need a, some bullet points. Yeah, or yeah. you can use uh, Roman numerals. You can also use the letters of the alphabet. Yeah. I, this you, need, time... you need the person to be able to come back and get the key points by just looking for the bullets. Well, a lot of times I notice with... Uh, you know, my, uh, my verbiage, mm-hmm. uh, they, they tend to just kind of gloss it over and I really pay attention to right. it at all. But the bullet points, you can't ignore a bullet point. They stand out. You look at it and you're like, okay, well, obviously I can't ignore that. It's a bullet point staring at, staring yes. at me right in the face. Yeah. It's a list I need to complete and check off. So first way here, not have sex until you're married. They're probably not going to do that. That would, pro- that would be the, the most beneficial to their entire life, though. I think that would really help them out in the long run. And I was, looking out, I was looking at it from their perspective. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, close your window, stick a sock in your girlfriend's mouth, duct tape, ball gag, or even your hand will work. Uh, number three, and this is the last one here, is close your window and have sexual intercourse at the volume level of a considerate couple who's respectful of their fellow tenants. Mm-hmm. Obviously, number three is the choice that I, I recommend. Mm-hmm. That's I the mean, most likely, easiest to do. It's the most reasonable. You, yeah. And that's sort of, you know, you leave the, the one, you want to leave them with the impression of the one that you really think they should do. 
Yeah. The last one. And so in closing here, I said, you know, your girlfriend sounds like a harp seal being stomped to death, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. If I ever Got a little insult that again, in <laughs> I will have you evicted faster than uh, she can say I'm pregnant. Sincerely, mm-hmm. your fellow resident here. And so I put- Oh, well, wait. <laughs> so you didn't sign that with your name then, huh? How can you your sign a passive-aggressive letter with, a, with your name? You just put your first name. They wouldn't know who it was. Dude, it's Your fake podcasting name. (laughs) They could be listening to this podcast right now. All my screens, well, actually, all my screens aren't anonymous because the ones at DMV, they know who I am. Well, see, that's the thing. When you're making a screed against somebody who lives below you and you can figure out if that's literally or socially or figuratively, they have less to lose by fucking with you. Whereas when you're making a screed against the DMV or the administration of a university... They can't just fuck with anybody willy-nilly because it'll come back to bite them in the ass. So I, I think you made a good choice not to sign this. Well, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is the, these are gutter punks. Mm-hmm. They're drug addicts. They're right. runaway youth for a reason. Right. I mean, they could just they could like burn the building down and go find a different place I don't place mind provoking them anonymously. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want a cinder block being no, thrown through my window. No accusations of anti-Semitism, though. Uh, they probably wouldn't care. No, I didn't. You know what? I didn't think they would. They know could the, be the Nazi youth for all we know. Well, I didn't huh? think they would know the meaning of the term. No. So I felt like it'd be a little over their heads. So I kind of thought, you well, know, I'll seem- just use the term rutting. Semen <laughs> taste him. But I, th- I think I got my point across. Don't you think it's concise, yeah. clear? Yeah, you're still, ever since that first one I read, you, you're the king of the smarm and the flowery language. There, there's, about, there's about a third of the words that you included in there are unnecessary. Yeah, Just but... Uh, stretch, stretch out the sentences. Well, you know what it is. And make it sound more official. I think, it's, I think it makes it sound more official, but also mocks them. It is mocking, yeah. It's mocking. Yeah. And I think it's just this mocking... Hey, I'm not, I'm not one to try and tell you how to write a better screed. I mean, you're the expert. I'm just observing and critiquing. It does come across as being a bit pompous, though, doesn't it? But I think that's what you're going for, right? Yeah, I guess Pomposity. I pomposity with this. But it's pomposity Pomp and for the sake of, right? of mocking them. Yes. It's pomposity for mockery. That's what I'm going for here. <laughs> yeah. I want to mock them, make them feel bad. But you know what the fact of the matter is? Did this uh, two nights ago? Haven't heard them have sex yet. Maybe they got a sock. Maybe they took option two. <laughs> maybe, maybe they took option two. Maybe, maybe they've chosen to well, not have sex till marriage. Maybe they found a really just good shooting gallery, and they've been hanging out there, and once they get busted, they're going to come back, and you have even louder sex after they see the note. Yeah, maybe the note's still hanging down there. I'm not yeah. sure. But, you know, I did see a few people. I, I put one on their door, and I put one on the elevator. Uh-huh. And so I saw a few people reading it on the, ele- or, uh, on the elevator door and uh, smiling and laughing. And, right. then, uh, I, and then they kept taking it, so I had to put two up there. <laughs> You were never caught posting it, though. No one ever caught me posting it. It's anonymous, <laughs> man. It's a screed. But, yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll let you know how it all turns out. Should, and, have you ever thought about writing letters to the editor of the paper trying to get that going? You know, I might have to start doing that. Maybe in another 15 or, year, or 20 years. Give me a few years. I mean, yeah. I, I'm still writing screeds. Older, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, it's all about right now I'm younger. It's Rage Against the Machine and yeah. uh, Rage Against the Street Urchins that lived out in that uh, You're the machine, sex. man. No, you're the machine. <laughs> well, somebody's the machine in this room. You know, I'll, I'll let you know how it turns out. I'll, I'll let you know if they He's end the up having sex machine. again. But, I think we've established that. Well, you know what? It's a litmus test for how punk rock they really are. Yeah. You think they're going to come back here and have even louder, exponentially louder sex just to piss me off even more? If they're real crust punks, it, they they are. They don't want screed number two. They are pathetic. Revenge crust. of the screed. <laughs> I just gotta say they're they're pathet- pathetic crust punks. If they take this 
the screed to heart and stop having sex. But maybe you they know, are Wackerly, pathetic. You just made my screed list. <laughs> I'm, Wackerly's you getting a screed next. I know that the list is so long. <laughs> it's gonna, it'll be like two years before I get mine. I can, I can you do know, that. You're right under Jesus and... <laughs> <laughs> how do you know when to Helen put some- Thomas you're right <laughs> under her <laughs> how do you know when to put something in the screed and when, when it goes in the manifesto oh there's a difference the or do they it- blend together do they dovetail a manifesto I'm putting though, my fingers interlocking together screed's to- topical it's gotta be uh, you know it's gotta be it's of, of the, the moment, moment. it's current okay. Manifesto is manifesto's for all time timeless yeah. for all time okay all got time. it but I'll let you know what happened and at the end of the show as a little hidden track I'll play the entire recording from the other what from, a treat. Uh, from the other night. What so a yeah, treat. if you really want to listen to Crackhead lose it mm-hmm. at this couple fucking, then you might enjoy it. Well, people, this is episode uh, two thirty here of Sick and Wrong. Uh, quick recap of last week's show, episode two twenty nine. We did three stories. Uh, the first listener submission was about a dentist who had his own special semen syringe. A uh, listener two sent a story about a crossbow cannibal. And listener three sent a story about a mixed martial arts mushroom disaster. Uh, the crossbow cannibal, not a crossbow yeah, cannibal. The crossbow cannibal. Yeah, he's I like know. a superhero. Yeah, my bad. Uh, but listener three ended up the uh, mixed martial arts mushroom disaster came in first place with 132 votes. That was a pretty good story. Uh, listener one story, the dentist semen syringe came in second with 59 votes. And the, the crossbow cannibal only got 18 votes. People don't think it was that Well, because he's not really proven to be a cannibal. I think that was the problem. Uh, one listener pointed out here, Hazy Tundra said, uh, Shroom Stomp will be a KO move in the next UFC video game. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I don't know. Maybe it'll be uh It be takes a while badass. for them to kick in, though. I mean, what, what do you wait while the other guy takes the shrooms and sits there? You got to just run around the ring yeah. until they kick in and then yeah. bust out the Shroom Stomp. That's a, good, that's a good technique. Well, people, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Whack and I present the most disturbing used items of the week. Audience votes, winner gets a Sick and Wrong care package. Uh, people, you can send your listener submissions to Sick and Wrong Podcast at hotmail.com or uh, submit them directly through the forum or even on Facebook. But, you know, I prefer to my Facebook. <laughs> I would prefer you to email them to me on Facebook rather than post them on my main page because it's just, it, there's just too many. A lot of people don't listen to the most recent episode either. And I constantly get people posting stories that we like just did. Yeah, stories that we just did, or, or stories from like three like weeks two, ago. Two, two weeks ago, like listen to the new episode. That's where the good stuff is. That's yeah. where we're always getting better. So the last show is always the best one. Well, people just send us a story to sigaronpodcast.com. I think that's the most effective way to uh, get your message across. And uh, yeah, you might win a Sigaron care package. Uh, before we get into the stories here for this week, of which we did get a couple good ones. Uh, here's a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So, Wackley, I'm not sure if you started last week or not, but let me, let me kick off episode 230 uh, with my first story. Mike sent this in. He goes, I love your show. Hearts and Boners. Thanks for putting my first ever call in on the intro to episode 181. 
I actually know a chick <clears throat> named Keisha. She's white and she's a slut. I have no idea what you're talking about. 181 was that a, a million episodes ago? Who's I don't Keisha? even remember that. Isn't there a new famous like like pop slut named Keisha and she spells her name with a dollar sign instead of Yeah, this is Keisha. She's white and she's a slut. Well, Mike's in a pretty good story. Actually, a lot of people sent in this this same story, and it happened in our own very own uh, our state here, the uh, in the state of California, the Golden Bear State. The Golden Bear State. Porn actor suspected of murder jumps off cliff and dies after day long standoff with police. Wow! Did you see the video? I saw that there a video existed, and I looked at the stills, but I haven't watched the video. Uh, the video is quite impressive, people. I recommend. How far you, does he fall? Uh, he goes at least at least forty feet. And does the camera feet. track him all the way down? No, you just see him falling, and, and then he goes out just, the bottom. And then the they at the bottom. They're like kind of picking him up. But the, but the best thing about it is there was a standoff. There's an eight a day long standoff. It was, actually it was eight hours, which I always love. I'm always impressed with a guy that's managed to keep police at bay for eight hours or a couple days. Is that a Mexican standoff? What what makes it a Mexican standoff? I don't know. There's got to be like burritos there, or like oh, okay. refried okay. beans. That's a Mexican stand. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Churros. Neither of us. Neither of us. Know. Know. <laughs> we don't know. All right, keep going. There's a Mexican standoff, like a gunfight or something. I'm not sure. Um, I I don't know. That, would, you know, that if, would be a gunfight. That's not a standoff. If I was ever in a situation like this, I'm not just gonna go. You know, shoot my victims, shoot myself. I'm gonna like keep some hostages, then maybe kill them, but definitely make some demands for some like outlandish stuff, mm-hmm. like some onion rings, a double decker bus from England, all sorts of st- funny stuff, a clown Funyuns. suit, Funyuns, <laughs> the Fuji CD, a dog named Funyuns. <laughs> I want one collie named Funyuns now. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think there's a few things I would do, but I would definitely try to keep the police at bay for at least as long as I could. Mm-hmm. He managed to keep them at bay, just to stand off, no hostages, it was just himself. Stephen Clancy Hill, 34-year-old man here, wielded a samurai sword, held yeah. it above his heart, threatened to kill himself for eight hours uh, before the fatal plunge. Yeah. He'd been charged with killing a fellow actor and wounding two other workers. Actor. <laughs> Porn star. <laughs> and, and I use star in quotes. A men por- are never. I mean, when was the last time it was a male porn star? Ron, Ron Jeremy, Jeremy. Right? Randy West. The same time period. Nobody cares who the men are. Yeah, no, it's just another swinging dick. You don't yeah. even need. I mean, you don't even need to see, see their face. Well, and back in the days of of Randy West and Ron Jeremy, like you had to be pretty good at sex, right? So that, I think maybe that's why they get a little bit of attention now. Just give the dude some Viagra. You know, it's it funny, anybody. I was talking it over with a, an adult film worker, and she was saying they don't even take Viagra anymore. They take a steroid that they sh- inject right into their cock. Right into the cock? And you're hard for five hours. Yeah, so who, really, I mean, it said it's Viagra, understandable who cares who the guy is. Yeah, and I mean, anyone can do it these days, but you kind of have to have the equipment. A big dick, yeah. yeah. But I, I just think there's more there's more big dicks around than dudes like who can who can keep it up and fuck all day long without. So what are you saying? You're into old school porn star dudes. Uh, I'm just making an observation. <laughs> I, I don't care. No. Uh, well, this guy. I don't watch the vintage porns. No. A porn thespian <laughs> suspected of fatally stabbing a former coworker porn thespian. Uh, and wounded two others during a violent rampage. Died Saturday after he jumped off a cliff following a dramatic day-long standoff. Now, did he jump or did he back off it accidentally? 
Well, what ended up happening? It looked to me like he was looking at the cops and he took like that one step too far backwards. Well, let me give a little background here. What ended up happening the day before, he attacked several employees at Ultima DVD, which is a video distribution facility in Van Nuys, where he did production work mm-hmm. and apparently lived. Uh, he attacked one man in the back room of the business and then turned towards two colleagues who had rushed over to help him. I guess is that he, the San Fernando Valley? Is that that porn valley that's like over the hill from Los Angeles? Yeah, right in the valley, just covered in smog and semen. Uh, so, so what ended up happening? I find it, you know, not too unbelievable that a porn star would possess a samurai sword. No, but he ended up uh, murdering Herbert Hin Wong, who I think was the only Chinese porn star that's ever existed outside of China. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't even in the, know. In the American porn industry, you got to put that caveat. Well, Wong was a native of China. How many porn nat- Chinese porn stars have you ever heard of? Dude, that's the American. That's the American story right there. He came, he immigrated from China and became a porn and became star. A porn star under the name Tom Dong. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like some kind of vegetable noodle soup or something, but no. Mm. Biggest cock in China. The Ron Jeremy of China right there. Of America. See, don't, don't insult him. He, he came here. He's an American porn star of Chinese descent. I wonder what the, uh, the guy with the biggest dick on record in China, how it measures up to our porn stars. I can't imagine that uh, Yao Ming's cock is, <laughs> is small. I bet you Shaquille O'Neal has a bigger cock than Yao Ming. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you that. But still. Well, who knows? But, you know, I'm just saying stereotypically. <laughs> what? Not the largest cocks in the world. Like a grain of rice? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe an egg roll. That's mm. all I'm saying. But Tom Dong had the biggest cock in China, but not anymore. Because... uh our porn star here, Stephen Hill, killed him. So he killed him, and then he ran off and uh, spent the day hiding from police. They finally eventually found him on top of this rocky cliff in the West Hills. Um, he was surrounded by police and talking to crisis negotiators. With dusk approaching, he held the samurai sword to his heart, threatened to kill himself, when the SWAT team decided to subdue and apprehend him using less-than-lethal weapons. That's mm-hmm. what they call it. Like a taser. What are less than lethal weapons? Like tasers? Taser. Pepper spray. Do they have... Beanbag shotgun. Do they have those in, in Israel? Like, has Israel ever heard of less than lethal weapons? No. <laughs> <laughs> less than what? I mean, they would just be we like... We don't need those. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, weapon is supposed to be lethal. What is point of less than What is lethal? point of less than? We don't need those in Israel. Well, well. Uh, but anyway, they, they refuse to say what less than lethal weapon they use, but um, they hit him with it it was like uh mel gibson's understudy <laughs> in <laughs> in the video it uh looks like a taser but the guy right. threw himself over the cliff ended up falling 50 feet and, uh, here, uh, here's he what i think uh, th- this would be my less than lethal approach like you're standing like six feet from this porn star guy and you know you're like talking him down you step on the end of his dick <laughs> and then and then another guy goes in to get him <laughs> Maybe that would work. Because his but, dick's really long. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but like, that's provided he's not wearing any pants. <laughs> you know, he's probably or he wearing... doesn't have it hanging back over his shoulder over the cliff. <laughs> that would also rupture my plan. Well, the uh, police superintendent here, uh, 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 Kirk Albanese, declined to discuss the details of the weapon that they used. 
and uh, said nothing of the plan that had been devised to capture Hill. So it seems like they're thinking that they might be implicated in the less than lethal weapon knocking him off the cliff. I think they use the same plan that they use for Rodney King. <laughs> We're going to beat the shit out of that black guy. Less than lethal beating to within an inch of your life. I think that was the plan, and it, yeah. uh, apparently it didn't work all that well because the guy managed to throw himself over the cliff, mm. uh, which worked out. He did die in a blaze of glory. No, I mean, that's, that's the way to go out. He fucked his way to the top, killed some dudes with samurai swords, and then jumped off a cliff on camera. And plunged to his death, yeah, And then film. he was spoken about on the Sick and Wrong podcast. Yeah. So on the Sick and Wrong star scale, this guy's quite a star. He is a star. It's impressive. More, more than, I, I, think we, I think he deserves to be called more than a porn star, a life star. A life star. He's a star in life. For that, I'm giving it a 4.5. I think he deserves to be called a brown star. <laughs> and I give him 4.8. 4.8. Wow, that's a high score. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you have here for episode 230, Wagon? I feel like this should be the last story because it's going to be such big news, but fuck it. You know, we got to do it in the order it comes in. Dutchman to do crime scene walkthrough in Peru. That is the worst headline described this article I've ever heard. But why Why is it uh, offensive to call, to use the word Chinaman? But is that say, offensive? But you can say Dutchman. I think, it is, I think it's offensive. I had no idea I used that all the time. Um, I don't know if you heard about this, but there's a guy who killed Natalie Holloway. <laughs> Allegedly. But yeah, I have heard of this. This is a a massive case. It's been going on for years. But I thought it was kind of like it fizzled out to the point where they didn't know what was going on. And it was was one of those JonBenet things. Like, I guess we'll never know. Well, yeah. No, I mean, it fizzled out for the... Everybody accused got off on technicalities. It fizzled out for the media. They stopped paying attention to it. But you know the parents. She was uh, willing... um, to, to pay money to investigators still to go over there. Oh well, once still the, trying to track. Yeah, but it once down. the media is not interested, I'm not interested. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like, like, okay, <laughs> guess that one's done. Well, you know, it flared back up, and I'll tell you why. And I you, maybe you already heard about it, but it still bears repeating. Several Peruvian media outlets reported today, without identifying their sources, that I'm going to say Joran Vandersloot, but you're going to say Joran. I think it's Joran. That, that's the name of a cunt. <laughs> Yoran, Yoran. Uh, they it does report- kind of sound very cuntish. Yeah, I don't want to know a guy named Yoran or Joran. I bet you there's a Yoran though on uh, some World Cup soccer team right now. Johan, I'm fine with. Yoran, I'm not good with. Uh, well, the the, the media uh, outlets reported that Yoran has admitted to killing Stephanie Flores in a rage after learning that she looked up information about his past on his laptop without permission. So Stephanie Flores is a Peruvian girl, 21 years old, business student in Lima, who this dude who had been implicated but sort of acquitted or, or maybe not officially acquitted, but you know had weaseled his way out of paying for the murder of... Natalie, Natalie Holloway. Holloway. He allegedly did. Well, the, the fact of the matter proven, is, though. they never could produce a corpse. He was the last person seen alive with her. I mean, they had it on record. Witnesses saw him at a dance club. They were hanging out with her on and the beach. And he admits that he met her at a casino, and they went off to, like, hook up or just, you know, Yeah, but they never around. found the corpse. Yeah, but he admits to leaving her on the beach at 3.30 a.m., which, like, <laughs> even if she doesn't end up dead, as a dude, you're a cock. 
well, to leave a girl on the in the, on a beach wasted in the middle of the night, early morning. If only dark. Perry Mason was still alive, he'd have got to the bottom of this. Yeah, but he couldn't make it out to the beach because he's in a wheelchair. It's really hard to go on sand. In a oh, wheelchair, yeah, you're right. He can't go very <laughs> Old fast. Old iron sides. Meanwhile, and this is the difference between South America and the 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 uh, feminized socialist countries of Europe, especially Northern Europe. Meanwhile, the Dutch newspaper, because this guy is of Dutch descent, De Volkskrant, the People's Rant, I guess like that stands for. Quoted the suspect's lawyer in the Netherlands as suggesting the confession, the confession may have been coerced. Joran told his mother crying, called his mother crying Monday, that he was being interrogated under reasonably barbaric conditions. All right, what accent are you going for here? I'm, I'm thinking Czech it's Republic. Dutch. No, it's okay. Dutch. Niederlander. <laughs> Wait, I'm not done. All right, all right. He said the police were trying to force him to confess. Under such conditions, he said, the confession was possibly false. <laughs> you do kind of sound a little bit like Anna Frank. Yeah. <laughs> it's possibly false. There's a possibility that the confession is false. So that the- I'm willing to say and put my foot down as a Dutch newspaper and say that there's possibly a false confession here. I don't see how many, like, you know... Uh- uh, uh, free handouts this guy's going to get. I mean, Jesus, the guy admitted to being with Natalie Holloway on the beach, ditching her on the beach. He had confessed to a murder, yet people are still giving him the benefit of the doubt? Yes. Why? Let me blast through this. Asshole. Let me blast through this so we can just comment about how bullshit this is, how much bullshit this is. The beating death occurred exactly five years after U.S. teenager Natalie Holloway, Holloway disappeared in Aruba. An assumed death in which Vandersloot has long been considered the prime suspect by authorities on the Dutch Caribbean island. Oh, so Aruba is a Dutch, uh, used to be a Dutch territory, yeah. like Dutch West Indies. Um, Flores, this girl who's who's recently been murdered, she was the daughter of Peruvian circus empresario and former race car driver. Ooh. You probably don't want to bother, like, piss this guy off. He's wealthy, and he, and he used to work in the circus, or, or no, he's a circus impersonator. Be aware of circus performance. He's probably the ringleader, the, 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 the guy that wears the black top hat. Yeah, former race car driver. Um, murder convictions carry a maximum sentence of 35 years in prison in Peru. Yeah, but think of that. 35 years in a Peruvian prison. I don't think he would survive that long, to tell you the truth. Vandersloot remains a key suspect in the Aruba murder. Um, she was an 18-year-old from Alabama who was on the resort celebrating her high school graduation. Uh, he was arrested twice in the case and gave a number of conflicting confessions, some in TV interviews, but was freed, as you said, D, for lack of evidence. They never proves the body. He's been a fixture on true crime shows and in tabloids after Holloway's disappearance. He gained a reputation for lying, even admitting a pension for it, penchant for it. So he's admitted that he likes to lie. It's so obvious looking at this guy, though. And he's also exhibited a violent, a volatile temper. In which, in one Dutch television interview, I'd I never heard this. He threw a glass of wine in a reporter's eyes. I like it when you are uh, on Dutch television being interviewed as a potential murderer, and they give you some wine to drink, <laughs> and then you throw it at the reporter. In another, he smashed a glass of water against a wall in a fury. He's six foot three. They don't give his weight. But he's kind he's of a big, big guy. guy. Yeah. 
The day of his arrest in Chile, Vandersloot was charged in the United States with trying to extort $250,000 from Holloway's family in exchange for disclosing the location of her body and describing how she died. That's extortion. It's not even legal to offer that. But the fact that he knows that, doesn't that make him culpable for the murder? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. I don't don't get it. And and it's unclear whether he even knew. He might have just been trying to get some money out of them and then be like, oh, she's over in that direction. He was in uh, Peru for a Latin Latin American poker tournament with a $930,000 prize pool. And the last detail, I had to go to another article to get this. But so so he murdered this chick... um, Twenty-one-year-old Stephanie, uh, what's her name, in, in his hotel room in Peru, he's allegedly confessed to it. Although he says under under duress or intimidation, uh, during an interview with Headline News, Nancy Grace, who was an ultimate cunt. <laughs> you know who she is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, seen yeah. Her before. She's a panderer. A family member of the victim described her body as being severely beaten, although she does just what we do. She just puts the gruesome facts out there and gets ratings, (laughs) although she gets way more ratings than we do and has a nationally televised show. But anyways. We're international. her, Her body was severely beaten, says Nancy Grace, according to her source. Her neck was broken and she had been stabbed and was missing an eyeball. Authorities found a baseball bat at the crime scene and believe it to be the murder weapon. So he beat missing her, an eyeball. He beat her with a bat so hard that her eyeball is gone. It probably rolled under the nasty hotel bed. Dude, that circus impresario is probably really, really angry right now. He probably <clears throat> has lions and lion tamers at his behest. He has dwarves and clowns, lots and of scary grizzly bears, things. and probably like a big boa constrictor and one of the sideshows. Yeah, no, I mean it's not a person that you want to anger. And I don't think Peruvian prisons are averse to being bribed into orchestrating gruesome torture slash death scenarios. Well, with, with, you know, concerning one of their prisoners. Well, what's interesting about this guy is he avoided prison. Or, I mean, he avoided prison miraculously in Aruba. He's going to, he's going to high-class poker tournaments at resorts in, in well, Peru. His father was a uh, high-standing uh, judge yes, that's true. in Aruba, and he managed to like, defend him and always get him off and uh, deflect all the evidence and right. somehow keep this, this guy a free man. Well, his father died recently. Yeah, I remember. So I think there's a uh, there's a lot of finger pointing, a lot of accusations resurfacing. Apparently, um, I read that a his safety net is gone. Yeah, his safety net's gone, and uh, a couple had been uh, snorkeling, and they found what looked like human remains. Everyone thought it was Natalie Holloway. Right. So he her face was eaten off by puffer ship fish at that point. (laughs) So it's hard to say he wasn't having the best of times. So he went to Peru, and he was under a lot of duress, and apparently he lost it. Two colors came through. The guy's yeah. a sociopath. He's a classic, rich sociopath. He's what Brady Snellis wrote about in American Psycho. But he's a Reuben. And Dutch. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's Richard Ramirez. He's the Night Stalker. But Richard Mer- Ramirez didn't come from a ton of money. No. Like, uh, this guy... Who was, was he the really handsome one that everybody wanted? Who's he was the one dashing. He was dashing. Yeah, that's the one? Yeah. But, I mean, he was... There's he, another one, though. A non-Latino one. Ted Bundy. Ted, Ted Bundy. Bundy had, yes. Yeah. Ted Bundy used to... He was from money, right? I think Ted Bundy came from money. Yeah. Or, he, or he made himself But he was wealthy. a complete sociopath. Like, this guy has no regard for humanity. No. I think he doesn't care less about his victims. And just, dude, when you... You gotta have a password on your computer. You know what that... Yeah, as, he, as just... <laughs> as a non-psychopath... You know, with female acquaintances and 
girlfriends and former girlfriends, just have a password. Everybody should so have many a password problems. on their computer. And your cell phone and everything. Especially if you live with a chick. Yes. But what pisses me off is I bet you that chick's probably better looking than any girl that we've ever had sex with. Yeah. And she's having sex with a sociopath psycho. Well, they're very sexy. God, that pisses me off. <laughs> and he was tall, and he's 6'3". It's never, always tall guys. Never underestimate the power of height. And listen, ladies, choose your mates like uh, wisely here. Yeah. And it's like here you are going after the tall guys. Got yes. a little bit of money, right? You know, poker tournament, murderer. You're, you're, you're never going to let. It's genetically programmed into their brain. You could be like, look, here's uh, D. Simon and Lance Barkley. They have a fine podcast. They are of average stature. And here's a six five dude. He has a, a problem with anal discharge <laughs> leakage and he's, he's volatile. Slightly retarded. Oh okay, well he's really retarded. Uh he has a lazy eye. But he's six foot four. He's beaten his last five girlfriends. He's six foot five though. They're gonna go with him. He's accused of murder. Yeah. It's like they're gonna look right past the nice guy who looks a little bit like Woody Allen and go right for the <laughs> uh the, the Tom Selleck tall guy who's a complete psycho. I don't understand yeah. women. Yeah, mustaches help too. Maybe that's what it did this guy have a mustache? No, he looks like Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> so it's purely height we're going on. But he's tall. So on the sick and wrong star scale. Think about it this way. This dude is going to get his comeuppance now. He's going to be, he's confessed to it. He's pretty much screwed. Daddy can't save him anymore. Right. He's probably going to be put in a proving prison for a long time. And if uh, Circus Impresario has anything to do with it, I bet you he's not going to make his stay in the proving prison. He will have enjoyable. something. His Circus Impresario daddy will have something to do with it. Dude, that guy knows people in low places. Put it that way. This is why I'm giving it a five. Because Vandersloot, asshole, dude, you murdered an t- American teenager and you were almost going to get off. That's not enough. Then you're trying to get money out of the family to say where the body is. Like, okay, you're already walking on thin ice. You're going to get off. Then you do that. And now you murder a Peruvian girl and now you're fucked. Yeah. No, you but, almost did it. But You almost got away with it. But you had to kill but one you're, more. But you're you're a sociopath, and you believe in you know the the privilege of your dad being a rich judge and you having money. It's arrogance. Dude, you fucked up. It's fucked arrogance up. of the elitists. That's what it up. is. And now you're going to die a horrible death in a prison. But you know what would be interesting, and I make this prediction right now. In the next few weeks, I think he's going to confess to Nat- Natalie Holloway's murder and probably confess to like five or six more because guaranteed... Just people that nobody knows about because they yeah, people cause they're they're don't even poor, know about other poor tourists. Latin American <clears throat> girls that nobody Or other about. places he went and murdered. I, I really don't think these are the only two girls this guy's ever murdered. Uh, yeah. That's my prediction. It wouldn't surprise me. I give it five stars too. So, Wackerly, you forgot to mention, did uh, somebody send that story in or did you... Find another one yourself. No, 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 no. That, I, I forgot. It's that was sent in by Eric, and he says this sucks because Peruvian girls are hot. Yeah, well, he's got a point there. It is a good sentiment. I bet you this. Did you see a picture of this chick? Um, no. I, I like glanced by one as I was printing the story out, but I didn't really get. I mean, she, like, Peruvian girls are hot. I was just like, oh, hot. Peruvian. I'm sure she's really hot because yeah, she's one of those like chicks. Jet like, black, long, curly hair, and she likes to have sex hair. with tall white guys. Yes, olive skin. All right, well, the third story we got here for uh, episode um, 230 uh, was sent in by Michelle. She writes, this is one of the first stories. uh, This is my first submission ever to Sick and Wrong. A rookie, a virgin. Love you guys. Love the show. You're great. So this is a first submission here from Michelle. 
So uh, thank you, Michelle, for sending this in. I love the headline of your story. Uh, the headline here is Cambodian jungle woman found in outdoor toilet. That's what they call turds there, jungle woman. <laughs> then it wouldn't be news. <laughs> so you're lying. Oh, uh, no, it's a great headline, though. Um, actually, in, what's interesting about this is I had heard about this, this, this woman, this jungle child. Um, and you, you might have heard about her, too. A 29-year-old Cambodian woman who apparently lived for 18 years in the jungle before emerging three years ago had vanished 11 days ago while bathing in a well behind their home. Her family thought they had lost her once again to the jungle. So they they regained their their child who was living in the jungle for 18 years, and then they make her bathe in the well? What's wrong with the bathtub? She she wasn't acclimating to uh, urban social life. She wasn't socializing all that well. Yeah, still throwing her feces. She was still throwing her feces, barking like a monkey, masturbating in public. Uh, well, actually, other people do that in the Tenderloin all the time. Not Cambodia, though. Maybe not in Cambodia. But uh, it was interesting. So this woman, um, I remember this, this story of this a few years ago when she eventually emerged from the jungle. Someone found her um, stealing what, what, exactly what happened. She, was, they found, she vanished in 1989 while herding water buffalo when she was a young girl. She just vanished. She came out of the jungle in 2007, naked and bent over like a monkey, Looking for food. Uh, she was caught after trying to steal food from a village, and they, someone recognized her and reunited her with her family. Uh, this is about 960 miles northeast of uh, the Cambodian capital, Phnom Penh. Mm. Um, the Ratarnakiri province. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So her name is Rahom Pengang. Um, she went missing from her family's home for 11 days before a neighbor found her nearby in an outdoor toilet. Uh, she was hospitalized, but was reportedly refusing treatment. You know, what do you do with, uh, with um, you know, if you have a, a sibling that's gone for 18 years, suddenly comes back and she acts and like an animal. And she's feral. And she's feral. What do you do? Do you want her back or would you be like, just oh, I go? Don't want, I don't want her back. I mean, I mean it's like you, it know, you have a feral child. Why did she decide to leave the water buffalo and go live amongst the monkeys for, for you know, not 18 years. Was, well, was she gone for 18 years or was she 18 years old when she came back? And she was gone for 18 years So what in, makes, in the jungle. What makes you go live amongst the monkeys for 18 years? Well, people, you know, there's speculation. Free spirit. <laughs> there's speculation as right. to whether she Ralph was... Ralph Waldo Emerson of Cambodia. <laughs> there's speculation as to whether she was a victim of uh, captivity and sexual abuse. Or well, if she did, wild. <laughs> or if she, or the people, or people claim that uh, that uh, the the guy who claims to be her father here, even though he refuses to take a DNA test, they think they she she was sold into sexual slavery. Oh, so somebody's calling shenanigans. Someone's calling shenanigans on uh, the. Fact I, that I'm always she's pro a calling girl. shenanigans. I, I my my theory is. Shenanigans are true until you prove them false. But you feel that there's no feral children. You feel that that's a myth. Yeah. I mean, we've had this argument before. I mean, feral children are, are food for the forest. <laughs> they, li- they live for maybe a month at most. So you don't think it's biologically possible for a child to be raised by wolves? No, because, the, because they would be the meal of the wolves. Well, what if uh, Rong Chom Pengong here was taken in by monkeys? Mowgli. Monkeys are, are carniv- carnivorous also. 
You never know, though. I mean, she was a young girl. But the fact that she was a young girl. Monkeys swing and- from trees. Like, so what happens when the, the Cambodian jaguar comes to make a meal of the monkeys, and all the monkeys run away, and they swing through the trees? And then what does Mang Chung Pankow, what does she do? She's left on the ground, and the jaguar eats her. Well, I'm sure one of the monkeys probably puts her on their back, and oh, they really? swing through the trees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the name of the monkey in the the Jungle Book? Babu or whatever? Or is that the bear? I I, I think it was the bear. Yeah. But I mean, I imagine Not there's happening. a I imagine there's a bear in the Cambodian jungle she's friends with a panda bear. I don't think there are even really bears in Cambodia. Yeah, I think that's just wrong. I think I you know I, I a probably, panda bear maybe. Yeah, I think I probably agree with you. The reality is she was kept in a shitty cage and fucked by a big fat guy who looked like a panda bear. Only because he had horrible birthmarks (laughs) that were totally symmetrical. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, as I said before, she was reunited with her family three years ago, lived with her family, but refused to socialize. She still would walk around naked, um, hunched over the monkey. She crawled instead of walked. She never learned any of the languages. Uh, She grunted. And she had trouble fitting back into society. Well, she went missing. <laughs> I like how they make that point last. <laughs> and with all these reasonable ailments, she still had problems fitting in with society. Couldn't get a job. Well, so she went. <laughs> yeah, she Which is surprising because I've seen the people at work at Walmart and that sounds like a step up. I don't know, man. Not the best receptionist um, hmm. uh, qualifications I've seen bad, here. I've seen pretty rare receptionists too. Yeah, who knows? Uh, so anyway, she went missing for 11 days, and a neighbor um, heard her crying and uh, found her 300 feet from her home in an outdoor toilet, waist deep in, uh, in sewage. She'd been there for 11 days. Believings. Uh, quote, unquote. So she, she did get a job. <laughs> what, a plumber? No, that's, that's called a Cambodian bidet. <laughs> Somebody what? sits inside the outdoor toilet, and you, you sit down to shit, and then you shit, and then a Cambodian woman I'm, reaches up and wipes your ass. So that's a Cambodian? You don't even need toilet paper there? Well, I mean, if you're gauche. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the neighbor you here... You have to tip her, though. That's, you have to reach down in the And she lives inside... And leave 50 cents. Inside the outhouse, like How in the toilet? How else is she going to get to your butthole? God, she must smell horrible. Uh, she was no, discovered. <laughs> she was discovered in a ten meter deep toilet. It's an unbelievable story. She spent eleven days there. Ten meters? Ten meter deep. That's like thirty feet. She was soaked with waste up to her chest. She must have a long arm to reach up to, <laughs> to the customer's butthole. You know what it is? It's kind of like that movie. Uh, did you ever see that movie where that couple was abandoned in the water with all the sharks, like in the ocean? I think it was called like when open Harry met water. Sally? No, uh, but similar. Um, I think it was called? called Open Water. Oh, right. It was like a reality show. No, I didn't see it. This oh, is that kinda... wasn't a reality show. It was, it was supposed to be they like They left a... two people abandoned with sharks in the middle of the ocean, and it was reality? Well, I kind of wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can think of a few uh, members of the Jersey Shore. It was Shore, a thriller. It was a thriller. Saying, but it was a thriller, but it was based on a, a realistic uh, oh, occurrence. Oh, I see. Yes, I see. It was based on reality. Yes. What happened is this couple was snorkeling, and they were left by the boat, and they were trapped overnight. Uh, in the water. This is very similar, except for her, it was 11 days in an outhouse, not surrounded by real sharks, surrounded by brown sharks, which are worse. They are worse. They are worse. Because, because you know what? A, a, sh- a real shark will like eat you, but a brown shark is, can 
is full of parasites that will eat you slowly. <laughs> eat you slowly. Yeah, it's it's a fate worse than death. From and the that, insides. And that's why on the sick and wrong star scale, I want to give this a high score. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it four point seven five. Could you? Imagine, she, it's not like she spent two hours in outhouse. Eleven days. Eleven days in the outhouse. And her magical um, anthropomorphized monkey family from the jungle didn't come to rescue her from her pooey fate. She smells like shit, dude. They're like, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> That's verboten the in the animal world. <laughs> We're going to stay up in the trees and eat bananas. Fuck that shit. I got to give that five. Just anybody. I mean, that's Schindler's List. That's Yeah, you're right. That, that's, that's Slumdog Millionaire being in the poop. 11 days. All right, I'm up in this give, to I gotta five give stars. It five. I'm going to give it five. And she was already, you know, a, a, a wild child. Yeah, yeah. She was already, uh, you know, walking or around naked. Or a sex slave. It's, it's unclear. I don't know. I think uh, I think there needs to be some facts that need to be de- disclosed. About and you know this what? Story. Because it's Cambodia, they never will be. <laughs> so well, because you, gotta, you gotta take what you know and just run with it. Well, you hear it's in Cambodia, and you're like, yeah, that would never happen in Texas. But Cambodia, shit like that happens all the time. Khmer Rouge, dude. Yeah, the killing fields. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. People, go vote. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 230. Well, before we get to our phone calls here and a couple emails, how about another word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com? Spice to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. So, Wacker, we've got a few phone calls at Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, I'm not sure who called first, but uh, yeah, why not play call number one? I will. What's up, guys? Uh, i got kind of a fucked up story to tell you. Um, I thought it'd be funny to write a name on a military helicopter part. I work for a company that does commercial military aircraft uh, engine components, well, thought it'd be slick to write something on a part, take a picture to send it to somebody on the forum. <laughs> I was confused, and then I, at the end I got it with it, on the forum. Okay, it's a forum so, joke. It's a forum joke, so what he was doing is he was writing it on like a missile, or, or like a, yeah, a piece of an airplane or something, a rocket launcher. Well, I forgot to erase it, you know, it was a permanent marker on a <laughs> $50,000 part. Oh, $50,000. A $50,000 part. Why would you just write it in the dust with your finger? Can we, like, sell a sick and wrong themed, branded? I hope, he, I hope he put S&W. Because we, we could at least get, like, a 1% markup, and that'd be, like, Nah, eBay, bucks, dude. Right? It's got eBay written all over it. Man. And uh, I got shipped to England, and 
basically they were pissed as fuck because it's a confidentiality thing and blah 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 anyways it got back to my company my and, word uh, what do we have here puppycock what what I imagine this is bloody, 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 <laughs> bloody outrage. Yeah, I want to see an English guy piss as fuck. I thought the only thing that pisses English guys off that much is uh, when their wife shuts off the soccer game or maybe takes their lager away. <laughs> Somebody wrote, BK sucks cock on my <laughs> airplane rotor. <laughs> Puppy They're cock. trying to track it and see who probably possibly could have done it. And, uh, you know, so they made 200 people write out on a piece of paper, Jeez. you know, to try to match the handwriting. I heart Duramator. was a good idea. So when I did it, I wrote it with my left hand because I'm right-handed. And it probably looked like if you put a pen in Bob Madigan's mouth and tried to make him write. <laughs> so anyways, uh... The fucked up thing about it is, uh, I couldn't really trace it to anybody, and, you know, they Googled what Duramator means, and they didn't know what the fuck to think. So, uh, I don't know, it's kind of fucked up. Almost lost the account at my company, because of little stupid shit I did, but, uh, oh yeah, don't trace this number, I'm not even gonna say what my name is, but, um... <laughs> This isn't 24. We're not Jack Yeah, I know I was about to say. Do you think we're going to track him down and uh, turn him into his company? We're agents working for his company? Yeah, we'd never do that. Dude, believe me, Taco Bell did not pay us to track you down, dude. <laughs> the fucked up, real fucked up thing about it is the final inspector, he, I guess he missed it. I don't know how he missed it. It was probably three inches tall and eight inches long. Like my dick. Like me. Anyways, uh, well, he got fired. He's got a family, and I heard he lost his house, so it was kind of a guilt trip, but I don't know, fuck it. Kind of? Like he was drunk half the time anyways. But uh, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Figured you guys would get a kick out of it. Uh, you know, love the show. Keep it going. Another uh, 600 episodes to go, Wackerly. Don't be scared. Have a good uh, week. Where you pull that number uh, out of? At some point, I must have said I want to do like 850 episodes. Or now I feel guilty because these people wouldn't know each other unless for the show. And now some dude lost his house and got divorced. It totally just ruined this guy's life. Ruined my night. I'll be, I, over, yeah, I'll be I mean, over tomorrow. Indirectly, we 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 caused the ruination of this guy's life. I don't really feel. I that. think the I most, don't really feel that responsible. I think the most fucked up thing about this phone call is that this guy has a job working for a company that makes. Munitions. Well, maybe not munitions. Maybe it's just Mil one military little part. Or military. Yeah, but that's a little shocking. That's a, it's a little frightening. Mm. Oh, Remember no. the dude who ran USA. The, <laughs> Remember the dude who ran the uh, that golf cart into like the mop bucket and sent us the video. Oh yeah. I think that guy worked for a military equipment company too. Did who he? was who was that guy? I don't remember. I, is I that an anti-tank dog? I think that guy was a janitor, personally. That was an anti-tank dog, right? I'm not sure. I, I, he was you, a, a former member, though. Favorite posters yeah, he was a poster for a while, and I'm calling him out so he starts posting again because that guy's funny. Well, it'd be interesting to find out which forum member did this, but we probably will never know. I, want, I hope he took a picture, at least. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, call number two? Hey, Jesse from uh, Bend, Oregon. I got crappy... Uh, Strip club 
story for you. I just got done listening to your podcast. And... Is that how people sound in Bend, Oregon? I think that's how people sound in Bend, Oregon after they've drank 12 Budweiser's. I don't think they drink Budweiser in Bend. What do you think they drink? Some local Oregonian beer. No, oh, it's got to be some... beer snobs up there. It's got to be some microbrew. Yeah. No, they, they, they drink fancy beer. Suffice it to say, he's had a lot. Yeah, no, I think this guy definitely has drank his fair share this night. Fuck it. I was telling the story about the uh, finding himself underneath this car door. A strip club? Oh, I got a better one. Went to a strip club in town. I don't know if you recall this story. I do recall that one. Actually. It's not hard to have a better strip club story than that guy. That guy's story was... I went to a strip club. I got an awesome story for you guys. I got so drunk and I woke up and I was under my car door. <laughs> Why did we play it? <laughs> because it was the worst story I've ever heard. It was the worst strip club story I've ever heard. So that's why this guy's... I ever, could identify. I got a better one. Oh, yeah, no, it's happened to me, but I wouldn't call a podcast and relate the story. No. Yeah, we did play it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I was making a point. Right. In town, which is really shitty. I mean, fuck. I don't even go to this one anymore because it's so shitty. <laughs> well, me and Bud... After tonight. It's the last time, I swear. <laughs> you know he's there the next day. Oh, yeah. Every night. Me and Buddy went there one day and I, uh, didn't have any wants or any cash, but I had a couple of dollars after, you know, a couple of drinks and the initial five bucks to get the fuck in the door fucking cocksuckers. Hey, when's the last time you went to a strip club that cost only $5 to get in the door? High school? <laughs> Is it maybe Deja Vu in Saginaw, Michigan? I think even that was 10 bucks when I was I think in that high was school. 10 bucks in, in like high 92. school. So could you imagine the caliber of strippers at this bar in Bend, Oregon that this guy's going to for $5? Little, but I'm a little conflicted. Like maybe I'm an old codger. Uh. But I, I'm not going into a strip club to, like, th- you know, to, to see some girl who I'm going to have this illusion that she likes me because I paid her 20 bucks and gives me a good lap dance. Like, these days, I, I'm looking for, like, the humorous element, the watching my friends act like assholes element. So I'm thinking a strip club with a $5 cover charge with hilarious dancers that think they're way hotter than they are. I'm thinking that's, like, a good thing. You know, you got a point there, because you remember Jumbo's Clown Room? Yeah. Free to get in. It's and a you'd riot. See, you'd see girls that, were, that had, like, uh, missing limbs just or pregnant stre- strippers. Stretch marks on top of other stretch marks. Cesarean scars in places you didn't even think they could give them. Multiple cesare- cesarean yeah. scars. <laughs> it's always great. Yeah, no, I understand where you're coming from. So maybe but, this place is like that. But at the same time, if you're going to a strip club that has a $5 cover charge... You really got to look down on the guy who's in there on a budget. Like, well, I have three rings and I pay my $5 cover charge. I only got seven bucks left. Well, so did you hear him for... say, though, after a couple of drinks, he's like, I don't have any singles. It's like, you didn't even have one single, a single single? It's not that big. You got to have a pocket full of singles if you're going to a strip club. You really do. You, you need. You need a pocket full of singles yeah. if you're going to the strip club. It's like having rations if you're like, you know... Link in The Legend of Zelda. I mean, they, that's what you need in a strip club in order to survive. I'm really trying to interpret that video game reference <laughs> because of who I am and how much I love Legend of Zelda. 
And I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, the analogy is Link had to eat something so he'd find a bag of food. Yes. And that's what he'd eat at. At a strip club, the only way you can survive, the only way you can stay up in that front row of the erection section is if you have singles. All right, Without you, singles? All right. Uh, you just explained it. You don't know anything about the Legend of Zelda. So, okay, fine. Let's go. <laughs> charge money to see some tits and ass I can just well long story short uh I like two dollars and quarters and oh, no. laid it up there and oh like, no pretty soon like a couple people uh that work there found figured out okay well I hit the two dollars worth of quarters on the uh oh, no. thing to tip the girl and uh well Hey, you know, big ass fucking bouncer came over to a, my yeah. me and my buddy's table and started blustering big time. I was like, uh, okay, well, sorry about that. I mean, I didn't have any ones. Like, all I had were quarters. <laughs> <laughs> so, for fuck's sake, get down to a fucking strip joint and fucking tip and quarters, you sick fuck. So, talk to you later. Bye. Oh, left the show. And uh, keep doing a good job. See ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point, though. Who goes into a strip club with a pocket full of change? Well, at least he's self-aware enough to to say, like, this was fucked up, and I'm going to call in because that's a weird situation. Look, they've got three square inches of clothing on. They don't need laundry money. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. They, they don't need quarters for laundry. No, I remember, I recall one time, here's a, strip, a classic D-Time strip club story. And these are authentic people. These are authentic. D did work at a strip club. I was club a strip club DJ. Actually, multiple, and they were very nasty. There's a, do you, you recall the Roaring Twenties. The nastiest. One of the nastiest strip clubs in the city is up on Broadway. People, if you ever go to San Francisco, you should go check it out. Um, it's amusing, to say the least. There was a Mexican guy, probably uh, mid-40s. Can, can I stop you, though? Is it as nasty as when you worked there, or have they cleaned it up? Yeah, I haven't been back. I don't know. Okay. But I've heard we had a caller not too long ago that said she went to the Roaring Twenties. And she was disappointed that it wasn't nasty enough. That's actually why I asked. No, I think she said it was disgusting. She said it was a girl's strip club. I thought, I thought she said... I thought I read something else where somebody said, like, the girl was actually pretty hot. I mean, Which, were, when I went to visit you in there on my lunch hour, because it was close to my office, the girls were not even close to pretty hot. Keep in mind, that's the day shift. There were a couple hot chicks at night, though. All right. But there were a couple hot chicks. Oh, but okay, anyway, okay, this, this particular story was day shift. Day shift for the Roaring Twenties, maybe two Mexican dudes. That's it. That's it. The whole day. Patrons, Sitting there all patrons. day. Patrons, six not hours. Dancing. Not, not no, dancing. Well, dancing. we'd only have like maybe two girls working, and the same two Mexican guys would sit there for like six hours. And they're not tipping anything. So these girls are dancing for well, free. Well, this guy had uh, nickels or pennies out, <laughs> and uh, this girl is like butt naked in front of him on all fours, just kind of shaking her ass. And the guy tipping nickels sticks his finger right in her butthole, right in the dirt button. Finger in the dirt button. I like that guy. She back kicked him like in her in the face with a heel, like and, a like, mule, <laughs> like a mule, dude. Immediately crushed his nose open. Our bouncer ran inside, beat the guy even more, and dragged him out of the strip club. I still like that guy. I, you know, I was kind of impressed. I'm He's like, like, you know what you're worth? You're worth about twenty five cents, and I'm gonna put my finger right in your butthole. Yep. And damn the consequences. That was that's the definition right there of audacity. He's like the like win, he's, he's the Winston <laughs> Churchill of the Roaring Twenties 
five years ago. Exactly. He's just like, you know what? I don't even care what you think. I'm going to put 25 cents right here on the erection section table and stick my finger in your dirt pipe, what, bitch. Why do you, why do you use the, the Mexican accent? You use the Mexican. Winston Churchill accent. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put 25 cents here and stick my finger in your butthole and uh, it's a day that will live in infamy. Nazis be damned. <laughs> But still, that is a great story there. Yes. Uh, you definitely impressed us. People, you can call the Sick Wrong Hotline at 206-666-3846. We do always love to hear from you. Uh, we also have a couple of emails, which you can send to sickerwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Uh, just to warn you, this next email is quite graphic. I don't know if it's for the people who have a weak stomach. You might want to skip the next maybe two minutes. Shall I gird my loins? You shall gird. You should start girding now. Oh, this came in from Farmer's Mistake. He writes, hey, Dean Lance, you guys are the shit. I love your podcast. I've only been listening for a little while and haven't even backtracked all the way. But I thought this was pretty good. I work on a farm with my dad. We raise cows. It's a wholesome thing. I don't like where this is going. He might be Amish. Now, this pregnant cow got sick or something and her calf died. Mm, still born. I don't know for sure what the fuck happened. Because the body is supposed to be absorbed back into the body. Really? I don't know where he's going with that, but uh, maybe that's what happens with cows. Does that happen with human babies? No. <laughs> but that didn't happen. No, I woke up one morning and went outside and found Dad with a cow stuck in a cow chute. It's a thing that holds cows still when we give them shots or cut their balls off. <laughs> Yeah, I have a cow shoot too. It's called my bed. Cow shoot sounds like Auschwitz. Yeah, it does kind of. Auschwitz, Cowschwitz, cow shoot. It kind of sounds like Cowschwitz. Yeah. Where cows get their balls cut off. Right. Disturbingly and, so. Anyway, he sticks his hand into the vagina of the cow and pulls out a rotting calf. Like he's done it every day of his <laughs> life. This is when you know you're. This is one of those stories where, like, you realize your dad's a badass and you'll never fucking live up to it. Dude, this is the type of dad that could beat the shit out of you. I think this is his kinda, dad's like Michael Landon. I think this is like everybody's dad, though. That's my, everybody has that moment where, like, wow, my dad can do that. I can't fucking do that. Yeah, well, I, I've never your seen my. I've never seen my dad. I've He's never seen my dad pull cows out of uh, you know. He cuts the cow vaginas. He does do that, and I guess I have he said He gives a my, pretty mean sermon. I have said to myself that, uh, you know, I've, I'd never be able to circumcise a child. I have said that. My, my dad's a badass. He is so good with that cigar cutter. You know, Father's Day's coming up. We could just rotate this episode into the Father's Day slot. Yeah, we almost should, actually. <laughs> my dad had a kick-ass beard that I could never grow. That's my thing. But this is some hardcore father and son bonding. Yeah. I mean, no, I've hung out... But, but here's the thing. It's not bonding. It's It's actually like... Uh, divisive, right? Because it's like you realizing that, like, my dad is better than me. I don't know if it's that or if it's admiration. It's like that's my pops right there. That's my. Pops. I find it. I find it threatening. That's my pops, elbow deep in a cow's vagina. That's right. my dad. I can't do badass. That. I can't do that though. He's more badass than me. He must be eliminated. <laughs> his dad's like Kurt Russell. <laughs> anyway, he sticks his hand in the vagina cow, pulls out a rotten calf, and it smelled. Smelled like sulfur from hell. You can imagine. <laughs> My dad keeps pulling out bits and pieces of the cow with the flesh just peeling off of it. 
There's another ear in there. Needless to say, I puked on the spot. This wasn't meant as a submission. I just thought you'd like to hear the story. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Farmer's mistake. We just read it on the show, though. You know what, uh, FM? Big ups to your dad. Your dad, your dad's a real man. Yeah, That's what Father's Day is all about. I hope you guys pull many, well, rotting cows out of cow vaginas. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. That's, yeah, that's a good dad story. Mm-hmm. I want to meet that dad. Uh, second I'm one here. Sleep with that dad. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. Uh, second story here came in from OMV. OMV writes, hey, guys. I'm writing in to talk about Fred Phelps. Oh, we discussed Fred Phelps last week. He was first yes. off, Topeka, Kansas is not dusty. Western Kansas is dusty. Oh, they're in the east of Kansas. The, east non, of Kansas. the non-dusty part. Sorry. Also, I wanted to tell a story of when the Westboro Church picketed my high school. We have a very active GSA, Gay Straight Alliance Club. <laughs> we never had a GSA in my high school. Yeah. I guess it's a good thing. But. I think it's not. No, I think it's an awesome thing that they have that now. But uh, yeah, we never. Could you imagine being? Would you have been in the GSA club? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in any club in high school except unless, unless you call, count the we listen to Metallica and smoke a lot of weed club. I was having. I was trying to have RHS, real heterosexual sex, and failing at that. <laughs> being in the GSA would not. You're have trying to be in the RHS club, <laughs> just couldn't get in there. No, uh, I couldn't. And being in the GSA would would have hindered my possibilities. But maybe maybe I should have been in it and just been like, fuck you're it. Probably in the whack off the skin of Max club. I was whacking the skin off my dick club. Yeah, <laughs> it was raw. <laughs> Anyway, we have a very active GSA club there. and they Red wanted, Phelps is not a fan of the GSA. They wanted to protest it. What a surprise. So almost all the students decided to protest the protesters, which is what we were saying to do last week. No, we're saying we are going to do. Yeah, These are no, part of our is, recruits. This is what we're going to do. And they're from Kansas, so they'll be close they by. they got to be there the for the party. We made picket signs, blasted queens, we are the champions, which is a gay song, but I think you could find a gayer song than that. And a bunch of guys tried to hug the protesters. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that on videotape. Well, that's a good preparation because you know when we do our big Dead Freddy, Fred Phelps funeral celebration, there are going to be Westboro Baptist Church people who are trying to protest. And I think if we hug them and bring them into the giant hot tub... It's going to be great. That's going to yeah. be the way to go. Just push them in the hot tub. People are acting gay everywhere and they're quite disgusted. hope this doesn't get that well-used delete key. Thanks for the podcast, dudes. OMV. Yeah, we didn't choose to delete that one there. OMV. Um, because it was a pretty good story. Is and, OMV uh, a, a, a straight man or a gay man or a gay woman or a straight woman? I have no idea. I think it just I think it stands for Oh My Vag, but I'm not quite <laughs> sure. But yeah, you know, Oh My Vag, you better be there when we do the uh, big gay funeral party because we need Phelps. somewhere to stay yeah after we're wasted for two days uh people if you haven't already now's the time to join the sick and wrong form there's a lot of people on there it seems like the ladies have made a comeback yeah they're, they're, they're posting seen, strong there's new nudity there's nudity on the form that i had not seen before i i hadn't been on admittedly for a little while Went back on, I was looking through the, I think it was the asses thread or something like that. Well, the asses thread is fraught with nudity. There's a lot of nudity. Not just angst-ridden male teens. 
There's some, uh, there's some uh, real naked chicks. Bonafide right. titties. But they're not posters. Yeah, maybe not. I don't the know. Ti- but the titties thread is actual posters. Oh, the titties thread. Okay. No, I saw one in the asses thread. Uh, um, I don't forget whose ass it was, but it was a hot ass. It doesn't matter to yeah. you, right? Does it? Because they're, they're all just objects to you. See, to me, to me, they're posters. They're members of the forum. Members of the forum. It's yeah. becoming clear who cares about the forum <laughs> and who doesn't. How often are you on the forum there, Wackerly? I read it every day. Yeah, well, I haven't seen that many posts coming from you, okay? Well, you know what? Today I started again. I, I finally moved. I got that stress over with. I'm back to posting. And I get my internet connected tomorrow. Oh, you don't back have any internet right now. Well, that's, that's why. Yeah. I'm posting even if I don't have the internet. I'm posting telekinetically. He's posting with his iPhone, people. I'm going back to my old, to tell you, I'm going back to my old apartment and posting from there. And there's like no furniture. I'm sitting in a goddamn bucket. With just my computer and nothing else. Your computer on top of phone room. There's dust bunnies everywhere around me. And you're still posting. On the- That's dedication. That's what we need to see from you. Well, I need to see boobs. Yeah. <laughs> he really wants to see titties. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you go to the sick and wrong form, to see real titties. Go check it out. You can link to it right off the main page. Also, uh, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. We've been getting a lot of comments, a lot of ratings. I think we might reach that 800 goal that uh, you made. I thought it was 700. No, it was 700, but then we last week it? you upped the ante. We're going to try and get 800 by the end of this I'm, month? I did, it wasn't my goal. It was you that said wow. that. I was satisfied with the 700. I almost want to retract that statement. But people, no, we do appreciate when you vote for us. And uh, we, do, we do get most of our new fans from iTunes. So leave us a funny comment. Uh, we check it out. We think it's funny. We appreciate it. Also, just to make an announcement right here, I just ordered the new Sick and Wrong Tees. You're going to like this. Really? I don't, if, I don't know if you've seen them, but it's a somewhat new design. It's a reinterpretation of a classic. Hmm? It's a redux. It's not like the uh, new Star Wars movies with the shitty CG job of the hut in the background. Yeah. It's better than that. Way better. But uh, I'm not gonna, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but it's a pretty good shirt. It's a remake of an old one. So we're going to have them probably in a few weeks. So in the meantime, if you really want a shirt right now, you buy some sick and wrong crap and go to the uh, sick and wrong store at uh, the Cafe Press store. Link to it right off our main page. There are some good shirts on there. I mean, yeah, good, actually, desi- good the, designs. Well, designs from the fans. They made those designs. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I actually ordered like three shirts from it. So, go check it out. Uh, finally, here we got a sick and wrong song of the week that was sent in by Millicent Narcoleptic. He writes, I'm sending two songs because I'm not wait, sure. Wait, if- Millicent is a girl's <laughs> name. Millicent Narcoleptic. You just said he. Oh, shit. I guess she. it is a, a she. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe, or maybe he's like a Marilyn Manson type. That's kind of what I was thinking, judging by the uh, the songs here. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry I just derailed you. But, you know, I didn't even sorry. He, he writes, hey, Dean Lance, I've been listening to your podcast for a few months, and I'm still on uh, in 2008, so I have some more catching up to do. I want to let you guys know that I really like the show. It's one of the main things that gets me through my work on some days. I live in Birmingham, Alabama. Wow. Which is sick and wrong by itself, right? Yes, it is. So as you can imagine, I work with some inbred redneck fucktards. Anyway, I'm sending you two songs because I'm not sure if you've heard um, one of them or not. The first song, Nefarious Sub Sandwich, was made by some friends of mine. And some lyrics are, doo-doo brown, doo-doo green. I'm an equal opportunity doo-doo fiend. I thought you guys might like that song. I do. 
I do like the song too, but I couldn't make it work. For some reason, it was corrupt, so I, I like couldn't work it. The second song, I could work. It's, it's another song from a band called Fanny Pack. They're an all-girl rap group that sing a really funny song about camel toes. So that song is a song that actually worked for me. So thank you for sending that in. Millicent Narcoleptic. He writes, keep up the work, good work, guys. So we're going to end the show here with Camel Toes by Fanny Pack. Well, people, we'll be back next week with episode 231. Till then, take it sleazy.